Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 41 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at the new times of 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live show, you can catch up with the whole show as I re-upload it on my own channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Or you can check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So if you're new to the show, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is back from his trip, getting the freshest scoops from the show floor at E3 in Los Angeles. It is, of course, Nathy. How you doing, dude? You got any jet lag or are you you feeling good? Uh, a little bit of a jet lag, but for the show, I'm always awake, man. Such a trooper. <laughs> Such a trooper. So it's good to see that you're back and you made it back in one piece. Yes. You didn't get ravaged by uh, LA. You didn't no, ruin no. you. No, no, it's a wealth city, but but I'm fine. You know, I, I came for the VR, so. Yeah, yeah. You're made of stronger things. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, so next up, the prison boss is back with a vengeance this week, breaking out of prison once again. <laughs> it is, of course, Rowdy Guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing pretty great, you know. Like they say, the prison boss is back. I've had so <laughs> many comments in that video. Are you going to play more prison boss? Oh, the prison <laughs> boss is back. Oh, prison <laughs> boss this, prison boss that. I just can't get away from that. But it's all good. It's all good. You know, I, I enjoyed yeah. that game and enjoyed that one as well. So, yeah. Does it feel good to be back inside and then back outside again? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the funny thing is we also played a way out. Uh, so it was also like... Oh, yeah, we did. Prison. Yeah. So that pretty much all of the games that I play on my channel have something to do with the prison. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's you know... <laughs> it's but, good. It's good. I'm, I'm glad you're sort of back, you know, <laughs> with what people love, you know, the content. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, next up, soon he's going to be packing off, heading off to the Emerald Island. Uh, it is our resident... VR Twitch streamer, Zimtok5, of course. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, Mike. Got eaten by gators this week a lot. Uh, and yeah. I will tell you more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but you're off You're off away soon, right? You, you're going to have some time off and enjoy some sort of downtime. It, so you're you looking forward to that, dude? Yeah, bing, bang, boom. I mean, it's good to have, uh, it's two weeks of what we call mandatory absence. So they kick you out of the office and you can't do anything. You can't take a phone call. Uh, I'm actually driving by Dublin and we've got an office over there and it's like, can't even go to the office, can't meet someone outside from the place. Like there's all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a long car trip. It's about two days driving uh, to get kind of where my parents are and all that. So it, it should be fun. Yeah. And I'll be doing some stuff, you know, on the road and while we're over there as well. So stream wise should yeah. be good and podcasting from the road. Cool. Cool. No, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. So uh, last but by no means least, myself, Mike, the host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's episode, we're going to just be talking about E3, really. It's going to be the E3 roundup episode. It's going to be our thoughts on the presence of VR at E3 this year. And we're going to be going through the highs and lows of the show, uh, detailing all the juiciest games that you can look forward to coming up in VR in the near future as well. So I hope you guys and girls enjoy this one. Um, but first, let's check out what everyone's been playing this week. Maybe for Nathie, it should be like, what haven't you played this week? <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be playing a lot of games this week. So uh, maybe let's start it off with like Rowdy and uh, find out what you've been playing uh, this week in virtual reality, yeah. dude. Yeah, I, I played a couple of games, but there's actually one that I wanted to highlight. It was actually a demo that I tried. I don't know if it's been out already for a long time, but it's called uh, Border Patrol. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you know it, yeah. you know it, Mike. Yeah, I was actually going to talk about it as well, but I'll let you take the spotlight. Oh, okay, I'm well. sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I actually ruined. recorded a video, but I haven't actually played about. Um, I haven't actually uploaded yet. It's going. It's going yeah. live today. Uh, but it's a it's a very fun kind of title. It comes a little bit from that. I don't know if, if you guys know it. Probably do like papers, please. Yeah, uh, of course. Where you need yeah. to like you know you need to like check all the all the different kind of documents. You need to check uh, all the regions they're coming from. Uh, you need, in the game you also need to check uh, you know if they're carrying any like contraband. So you need to use like a yeah. little scan. Uh, to to see like where it is that uh, the contraband is hiding. Um, it reminded me a little bit of another game that I played, which is called uh, TSA Frisky, um, <laughs> yeah. which actually changed the concept completely uh, because they they started off as like where you only had to frisk people, but now it's also like you know turning more into like a like a game. Um, but with, with Border Patrol, they took that really to like the next level, and they really like copied Papers Please a little bit in, I mean, yeah. in terms of the concept and where they're trying to like. Um, give you the feeling that you're actually doing something all in like a very fun way because they also have like some kind of like weird story intertwined just like papers please has as well like some kind of weird story that is like intertwined uh and yeah. uh, based on the events that are happening there you need to allow certain people uh and uh, uh make sure that other people don't get in there i got a bomb dropped i need to like defuse the bomb yeah. uh then uh, i got like some weird guy that came on the only thing he said was blue 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 and everything on this yeah. card was like blue and like splash and everything so i have no idea what is all going on but it's only a demo so you only get through i think the first round at least i did yeah. and then uh, after it takes like maybe like 10 minutes or something and then they say like thank you for playing uh and i'm guessing that you know they're, they're gonna like make a full game out of that and that uh i'm actually looking forward to that because i actually had a little bit of fun just messing around with that kind of stuff yeah yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, uh, I, I checked out the demo as well, and I, I really enjoyed it because I was a massive fan of Papers, Please. <laughs> like, I really loved that game. And uh, and like Rowdy said, like, if you haven't checked out Papers, Please, it's like a really sort of basic, like, graphically looking game, but you sort of work on a border patrol, like, control point, and your family's hungry and they're, they're getting cold and you have to feed <laughs> oh, them. Yeah. And, wow. and, and like Rowdy says, like they kind of incorporated a bit of that in border uh, border patrol in that you know you have to make these decisions that may affect your personal home life as well as like the the, the, the sort of security of the border okay. so did you did you uh, get get that in the game already with border patrol because i saw us i received for like funds but I didn't receive yeah. like anything that I could already like you know invest in. I, I, to I didn't actually see anything, but I totally get that vibe from yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 like it must be <laughs> because there, there's there's parts of the game where you're in your home apartment yeah. and you're, you're looking at the news and stuff like that. And basically, if you've done something during the day, then that will be reflected mm -hmm. in the news later on that night. And like Rowdy said, like a, a bomb just randomly got delivered, and <laughs> you were like, "Holy crap! What do I do with this?" Yeah. Had to defuse it quickly, and then it's like, "Oh yeah, hero saves the day at the border checkpoint." Yeah, I, because I, I, with me, it exploded actually. Oh wow! Well, it exploded, know. but it, it just said like a uh, bang, haha! Next time it will be a real bomb, like something like that. Oh, like something right. really <laughs> random. Like, it, I mean, yeah. it's a free demo as well. It's uh, it's it oh, was yeah. completely free nice. on the on the store, so that's actually quite nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's actually a really really cool title. I had, I had good fun with that one. Yeah, I did as well, and I think the. Um, the, the mechanics of actually scanning the robots and searching them was really cleverly done because they, they're on this little plate which you can rotate and then you have to scan them with like a metal detector to see where the part, the hidden compartment yeah. is. And then you can actually pull that yeah, you, compartment open yeah. and find the contraband inside, which is like a cupcake or something. You have to take it out and confiscate it and then like reject their uh, application yeah, yeah, yeah. to go through the border. I really had a good oh, robots, like, then. Slam I thought them. it was yeah. people. Well, you could punch them. 
They're all robots. Oh, you can punch them as well. Yeah, they're all robots, yeah. Oh, okay. But you have to be careful, like, uh, and I'd imagine they'll incorporate that later on in the game as well, like they did in Papers, Please, is that, like, at some points, certain manufactured robots won't be able to pass through the border, or if they're manufactured in a certain date range, they can't pass the border. Yeah. So you really have to be aware of, like, the rules of each level, like, which will happen later on, I'm assuming. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I'm actually looking forward to this one as well. I think it's going to be cool. But um, like Rowdy said, if you want to check out the demo, you can check it out for free right now on steam it works on the the rift and the vive and probably windows mixed reality as well so exactly great to see that concept come over it's kind of like um keep talking nobody explodes like that same formula being applied to other you know 2d games that we've seen in the past be successful i'm totally okay with devs copying and just taking a beautiful idea and just bringing it into vr because the more we see Mm. that the better actually yeah, yeah, exactly. And and Papers, Please was such a fantastic game. Uh, you know, it totally makes sense in VR. Like, you know, you're actually taking the role of that person. And you can so, yeah, freaking it's a job, though. In it, like, that was you can the play amount of freaking forms and things. Like, when you get mid-game and you've got, like, 16 documents and you're like, yeah, where yeah. is the digit that I'm looking for? But the cool thing is yeah. you can play it in, like, a confined space. Eh? That's, that's the neat thing yeah. why it works so well in VR as well. Because you can just use, like, the room scale experience. You don't need to be, like, mm. you know, uh, oh. teleporting. You don't need to be... Uh, um, walking forward, you have no locomotion. You can just be in that confined space, look around, and and just take your stuff. Or you can play it even seated. I think if if you if you yeah. really want to. Yeah, totally. So yeah, there there is a border patrol. So go and check that out on Steam. The demo is free, available right now. So um, what about you, Zim? What did you uh, check out this week in VR? Yeah, I already uh, chomped a bit on that one, didn't I? About Resident Evil. So mm. um, last week I talked about a Resident Evil Seven DLC that was free. So this yep. week I finally got onto the one that I paid for, uh, which right. was End of Zoe, which I think is the latest uh, DLC that they dropped for Resident Evil 7. And um, I mentioned gators. Yeah, so there's a lot of water in this one. And and there are these fucking giant-ass gators that that hunt you. And literally, this is the way the game works. It, like, you have to fashion a spear, basically. Right. And you spear this first gator. And you're like, okay, I'm done. <clears throat> so you're wading through these, like, reeds in the dark. And then there's two more gators, and it's like, what do I do? And there are literally segments where there are, like, eight gators, and you have to, like, zigzag your way through this dark mess, and half the time you're getting gobbled up by these things. And they're not nice. They, like, they eat you halfway, and then they do a little bit of chewing before you're done. So yeah. it feels very visceral. It's a visceral experience. It is, is absolutely, you know, another great Resident Evil 7 DLC. It got a buy rating for me. It's, it's a, you know, I can't believe that they made so many kind of sub games to the main game that were were really good i mean the amount of outrage you can get out of resident evil 7 and all the dlc combined and also the huge. fact that, that that it's compatible with psvr across all the the dlc as well not all the dlc so there's ah, i think okay. three or four of their dlc which is 2d only and i've just never done that yeah, yeah. right right but in total it's there's about five <laughs> or maybe six dlc which is vr compatible yeah. And the way they usually do it is like they'll have three modules in a DLC that you buy, and of those, two will support VR. Oh, so yeah, many hours of pure horror. But yeah. that's the thing. I've I've been kind of avoiding <laughs> horror games the last couple of months. Um, and to go back in and kind of get the adrenaline going and have a couple of shriek moments, you know, it kind of feels good. It's weird kind of sadomasochistic <laughs> thing that's going on there, I'm sure. But it, it actually feels pretty good. Then a couple of other games that I'll, I'll mention, because you guys have mentioned liking them in the past, and I think they deserve some airtime. Um, Daedalus, I played on, on Oculus Go, which yeah. is essentially you're a giant bouncing marble. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll call it that, and and it's a puzzler. But just some of the <clears throat> some of the things that happen, the kind of party tricks, as I called it, 
that happen as you progress. Like you can see how Vertical Robot, um, you know, was already on the trajectory for things like Red Matter. Like you can yep. see how much quality they have in their games. Yep. And, and and it was it's great to see because that's one of the ones where you, you think about it, you're like, okay, a bouncing marble game, this sounds kind of boring. And then you get into it and you're like, wow, this is actually really chill and I could yep. play this for ages. Uh, and yep. then the second game like that was... Um, was Xing the Land Beyond? I didn't get okay. too far into it. Maybe about a, a an hour. I think Nathie's yeah. spoken well of it in the past, and so I said, "Okay, I've, yes. I've got to finally do this one." Um, yeah. And I was really impressed, actually, really impressed. Another puzzle game. So the reason I only did the hour because it was like late at night. And I'm like, okay, you know, in your brain, <laughs> just can't. I'll tell you what turned me off. It. Uh, this is what I said to my stream. I was like, okay, we're we're, we're now we're now two little messages in and they're they were both rhyming poetry if there's the third feckin rhyming piece of poetry i'm quitting and so i, I kept to my word and i left at that point so i'm gonna have to go back when i've got a bit more sleep in me because rhyming poetry is yeah. hard to take <laughs> so zing the land beyond is that available on the oculus store or is it just still on steam yeah, yeah i was yeah. on the oculus store that's as where well. i'm playing okay, it cool. I actually yeah, it's nice, funny because nice. i i I've always I've always followed that title Xing like uh, for for a long time because mm. it's been in development for quite a while. I think when it was announced so long, for, yeah. for uh, when the Oculus Rift was like being developed, they were already like developing the game. Yeah, there was a DK one demo that you could play yeah, on share. Yeah. And I actually never yeah, in 2014 it was out. I'm sure. Mm. And I actually never got a chance to play it yet. So which is kind of no, you definitely should. I am gonna I'm gonna double tap on what Nathy said before. It's definitely a must play. Um, wow. And I think it, but the penny just dropped in my head here. I'll bet you they want you to pronounce it crossing because Sing. in the States, X I N G is crossing ah. and, and they have a kind of whole porting thing going. So I think it's crossing the land beyond. But you, you I think, I think it's pronounced zing, isn't it? Like a zing, 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 the land zing. beyond. Zing. zing, zing, yeah. Zing. I'm going to have to write crossing. the down. Crossing. <laughs> Vote in yeah, chat now. Right, yeah. We're going to have like a. I kind of like, like, like Zim's uh, yeah. suggestion, you know, with the cross yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. you should just make well, it. That's into how it that. is on that on in, if they're a US developer, I'll bet that's it. Because in the States, there are literally signs that say Xing mm -hmm. and that means like crossing, like level crossing. Mm. Yeah. Brian, so, Brian Foster to, said that he believes it's now. meant to mean crossing. So Yeah. Okay. Because they do there's all these like portals, like from the very beginning, it's like portal interactions yeah. but nathy what do you remember about the game did you actually get very far in it or just touch uh, your just dip your feet yeah so you had like a, a, a lobby where you could join like different worlds um i think i played like the first two worlds um like the first one was like an easter island um and then the second one was like a forest but it looks very nice and, it, and it, the puzzles are it, it's it's a good puzzler it's not it's not the the hardest one it's more like a, like a medium medium puzzle mm. game. Like the puzzles yeah. are challenging. They are, and the longer you play, the harder they get. So, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Daedalus on the go as well because uh, you know I, I played that a lot, especially during the uh, the when I was doing the battery test and I was playing the go for like fourteen hours. I played a lot of like Daedalus uh, because it was so relaxing to play. I could just play it for a few hours and really sort of chill out. And um, yeah, I really like uh, the sort of uh, the movement in it bearing in mind like you're actually jumping and you're traversing like in free locomotion through this environment it's actually very very comfortable to play and that's yeah. because you're actually in a metal cage and they use that that sort of non uh movable cage to great effect to stop that sort of motion sickness from coming mm -hmm. on so you know hats off to vertical robot for for getting that sort of nailed in vr especially in a mobile game 
Very good. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, uh, I just mentioned two others, and I won't, I won't, I won't stay on them. But <laughs> I played Rush. I played that on the Rift. Mm-hmm. So speaking of of comfort, it was comfortable. It's a skydiving type one oh, yeah. where you're a wing, uh, you know, a bodysuit glider. Um, I didn't. I think that that was kind of passable just because of how they designed it, and they lock levels away, and you have to kind of beat AI. And I never like when they do that. And it's like yeah. you know, I, I just want to kind of try the other levels, and then they lock it behind AI. Um, and then I tried Catan, which is another one like Xing. I thought I'm gonna find this boring, and I found Catan actually really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and an online presence, like I got, it was a laughable thing for about two hours. Me and some lads, one guy from the Middle East, one guy who was obviously high off of his head, uh, <laughs> and it was just really fun to play. So did, was that two hours for a single game, or do you play multiple games? Yeah, I suck at Catan. Yeah, but see, this is the thing that worries me about playing this game. Yeah. Because, like, I've never played it before in my life, and I, I don't think I have two hours. Well, no, to spare it's, it's to one sit of those games that doesn't take that long normally. Off. I played okay. it as well, and it was also, I think, one and a half hour already for like a single game, and that was against AI because I was trying to learn it. So oh. it's, it's yeah. Wow. If you don't know what you're doing, I'd say it could probably take you up to an hour in your free first match. But we were just kind of like I didn't know how to change the turn. You know, we were yeah. just kind of. But how how interactive stuff. is it? Is it only playing in in front of you on like a because it's a board game, or is there also are there things going around? I think the best like, I think the best comparison is like like werewolves within. You know, you have hand gestures oh, yeah. and yeah. like you know exactly. moving your faces. You got characters that you can make and stuff. Uh, so I think it's very much. And it's like not that. like the the room around you is transforming and really. You have different rooms. To blend you, can, into... you can change like different uh, oh. art styles, like different. You have like some like, customization you yeah, can do you as well. Like, uh, yeah, but you based can like the it, paintings it's not, on the walls. It's not, yeah. it's not transferring based on the gameplay. No, no, no. no you okay. choose it before yeah. the board. The board interacts with you a little bit, and and I, I played Catan only once ever before in real life, and I was kind of like remembering how the game works, um, which it's it's a territory capture game. And, yeah. But the thing I was going to mention is I played with two other Go players, and I was in Rift. And like they could wave their hand and stuff like yeah. that, and and the the voice went really well, and it's just it's really <laughs> well implemented. It's worth doing if you got a free hour, I'd say. Just yeah. Try it out. But talking about territory capture games, like they need to bring Monopoly to Oculus Rooms. That is what we need right now. Yes. You know, like Oculus Rooms is so great, like with just, Boggle and chess, or just and like in general, and everything like, else. But we need like a proper game, or just in general, or maybe like, a game, you know, just board games in general yeah. that you can like just load them up, Stratego, Cluedo, whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, library yeah, full yeah, of. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe not Monopoly. I, I do have a couple of family members buried in the back garden because <laughs> well, of Monopoly. Exactly, yeah. but... <laughs> because you're playing in VR, you can't actually hurt anyone, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, that's a good point, Mike. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I know you've been playing a lot this week, uh, Nathy, but is there anything you want to sort of talk about in specifically you want to highlight one particular game or experience okay so well first of all when i was in the plane i played some 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 uh mario games on my nintendo switch now that's pancake so not that interesting but (laughs) but more interesting now now we're getting there is that in the plane they usually have netflix right where you can watch all kinds Mm. of movies so i decided to watch jumanji because (laughs) (laughs) i had no other choice i had i was like i i i just heard you guys whispering into my ears like you need to watch this and then, mm. then think about the game they made as well, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have to say, the movie is very nice, really fun. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. But Does it make you want to play the game now? Is that is that no? <laughs> no, like I was like, so, what, what? Like I was trying to remember all the things they did in the Jumanji VR game and in the movie, but for some reason that just didn't match. No, but. Uh, no. So that's something I did. And on the show floor, yeah, I played a lot of stuff at E3. Um, one I can highlight is... I suppose we're going to talk about a lot of them later on anyway. Yeah, we, though, yeah right? so... Um, 
but yeah so you, did you did you take your go with you when you went to e3 no. or was no you no didn't? no i i wanted to test that but i i kind of had to like yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really even like think about it in the first place. And of course, everyone takes their go on a plane, but maybe I want to do it on like a, a sharp plane flight and not yeah. really a, a long one. I just want I want to test it. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like this week, I was going to talk about Border Patrol as well, but I'll talk about uh, another game which I did play. I went back and actually completed um, Moss. Uh, I, I sort of said to myself last week that I was going to go back and finish that game because otherwise, you know, you guys probably experienced it as well that we're the worst for starting the start of a game thinking it's amazing and then like we're moving on to the next game because we kind of have to and we want to make videos. I, st- I still try on, doing that. You know, I still try. If, I, if there's a good game, yeah. like, uh, I mean, there's been a couple of titles that, I, that I've that i finished. I think Zim is quite good in that as well. So because he streams uh, so much, I mean, not, not, finish, <laughs> maybe not finishing the game, but Don't like at least like, you know, Skyrim. getting into... A lot of hours. Like, I mean, if you look at how much he's played yeah. Skyrim, well, yeah, 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 totally. And, and hours, yeah. you know, I, I was just like, I enjoyed the beginning of Moss so much, and uh, it felt like a really sort of refreshing game. And I was really happy that it came to the Rift as well. And mm. the touch controls were really well implemented. It was graphically gorgeous to play, really sort of relaxed and chill as well. And 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 Quill is just such like an adorable little character that you can't help but fall in love with her. And uh, so, yeah, I was really keen to go back. So I did put some time aside. I did go back and finish it. Um, Rowdy sort of kindly sort of told me that it was only like three hours long anyway. So it wasn't going to take up like my whole day to, to finish it. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice enough game. Uh, you know, the length I think was a little bit disappointing because I just wanted more, yeah. but uh, they did sort of, you know, a spoiler, they did sort of say at the end that this is the end of book one and there will be mm. another sort of book to yeah. the series so it's not going to be the end of quill's adventure we're definitely going to see more yeah. of that sort of what i what i think about moss like the the best thing about moss is that quill as a character is one that we can add to the lineup of uh characters yeah. we can remember and respect within the vr industry right that's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, i think i yeah. think so i think that's that's the best uh, about this game you know we have yeah. a, for me i think that the best part of the game was that although it's short for me it didn't like uh, dip somewhere I, I no, found it like no, interesting it from the beginning up until the end. And I found the ending too yeah. too quickly, come too quickly because I found the game too short. But it was a, yeah. a pleasant experience from the beginning up until the end. That's what I liked. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Completely, completely. And uh, it was funny because uh, I remembered you guys had, had mentioned that if you if you hold her, like if you grab her, then you can actually heartbeat. feel her heartbeat yeah. through the controller. I think that's such a, a neat little feature. And it was all those kind of like little things that added up to such a magical experience. And, uh, you know, I, I like collect uh, like Funko Pops and stuff like that. And I'm like desperate to try and get like a little quill character for yeah, my that'd collection. Be awesome. They are hard to yeah. find. They are hard I, to I, find. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because they do them. They do them at conventions and stuff. They'll say, right. have you never seen like the, the devs will tweet out like, oh, and, and uh, quill is, is hidden. And, and if you bring, if you find the quill and you yeah. bring quill to the devs, yeah. I think you get some kind of pack and a copy of the game. So, and- so, so what you're saying, Zim, is that it's going to cost me like a thousand pounds for a flight to America to go to a show to then have yes. to go on an adventure to find her. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm willing to sacrifice my money. And my time to do that, that is a very good point there, Mike. I, yeah. I missed. Nathan needs to answer this question. It was his first time in my homeland. So impressions of America, sir. Oh, yeah. My impressions of America. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that, that's a good one. But- if you got outside, I don't know if you I, got I did outside. go outside as well. Yes, uh, yep. it's it's uh, like I went to LA because that's where the E three happens every year. Um, but um, I mean, it's different than than you you know from the movies. That's for sure. Mm. Um, 
but it was it was interesting like first of all you know la is a very rich place but for some reason rich and poor can live together there and and yeah. you know there is no like really um you know middle class it's like or very rich or very poor so like here in the netherlands we don't really have that many poor people so uh, it's always very strange to see people walking with signs or people that are like totally you know fucked up um yeah. so that's something i noticed like lots of uh, rich people but also lots of poor people um and then on the tourist side we went to Griffith Park, you know, the the uh, the, the highest spot where they have like the observatorium. I don't know how you call it. Like, yeah, it's uh, where they, yeah, yeah, that that. And um, I, of course, we we uh, stared at the Hollywood sign, and we went to uh, uh, the Walk of Fame, and we went to uh, Venice Beach. You know, like the the casual like tourist spots. Um, but that's something I, I was like, maybe Venice Beach is something I want to go to again. But the other ones, I was like, okay, that's that's one time, and uh, yeah. I will never go Running here run. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. it's it, it's cool, but it's such a like tourist swarm thing, and they they want you to go on every tour, and they try to lurk you into every store, and they, I don't know, yeah. it was just a little bit too much uh, in my opinion. But it was still cool to I experience. I can imagine like LA is probably a little bit like Vegas, you know, it's kind of a bit fake. Do you know what I mean? Like there's um, things about it that are a bit fake. I, d I don't know. I've never been there. I kind of get that vibe from it though. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, like the, 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 the tourist locations are, are pretty fake, but then yeah. when you travel around a bit more because we had our own car, so we could go wherever we, we wanted. So there yeah, are uh, places where you can really see it's, it's poor and it's more like the real city. And then you yeah. also have places where, it's it's more like hey tourists like to go here so let's make it very polished looking and and yeah, cool yeah. and fun and crazy you know so that was my impression of LA because I only just went to LA about a month ago and um, for the first time and and the thing that I noticed was like the highways and that and the fact that you're driving everywhere and for a long time it's like the, <laughs> yeah. commu the amount of your life that goes into commuting in LA yeah. is yeah. is in, is in, is just nuts it yeah. is like we we stayed in hollywood hills and we had to go to the e3 and we had to travel for an hour to get there wow yeah. that's yeah. crazy and then you're that's still crazy. in the city yeah, yeah. yeah you know usually when i drive here in netherlands like you can you can do the netherlands in like a 3 4 hour drive yeah. <laughs> so <Belgium too. laughs> you know yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. the heck. <laughs> yeah. Boop, 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 done. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be talking more about um, E3 a little bit later on. So let's just start off the show with some quick news this week. Um, so to get these out of the way, first up is the VR League. So we mentioned this on a previous episode of the show, uh, but the VR League, which is sort of um, brought together by ESL, uh, Intel and Oculus, is all sort of kicking off this week. Uh, a friend of the show, actually, Lonely Viper, is currently at the VR League. Uh, I'm not sure if he's actually taking part or if he's just uh, commenting uh, on the wait, show. Wait, uh, because he texted me today and what he was doing, because he was yeah. actually now coordinating the Spectate camera. So all of the, the cameras oh. that are being handled cool. by him now. Uh, but yeah. he's also, oh, nice. I think oh, he's nice. also commentating because that's what he basically does with a lot of the of the shows already. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah. that's what he's uh, what he's doing. He's having a ton of fun though. I'm surprised. Cool surprise, I'm surprised he's not it? taking part as well because like yeah, the guys he's very like good. Uh, he's good. A yeah, ninja. He's, uh, but I, I think I still, I still think man. that those guys are like on like an even higher level um, oh, than wow. him maybe. Whoa, Although okay. I do wow. know that he plays with a team that is doing fairly well as well. So. Uh, 
But maybe oh, this cool. is like only like cool. a certain region of tournaments. Uh, I don't I don't know the, the specifics yeah. of it. So maybe he, he yeah, had to choose nice. between entering and uh, mm. and actually uh, doing this and then and being a part of it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like you know, I checked out a couple of the streams just before the show, and it, like Nathy just said, it looks really, really nice. They've got a really slick setup really over good, there. Yeah, really um, well done. Also, the stream. Yeah. You can really see like you can really see the like electronic esports in VR come to life yeah. with this. Yes. Yes. And the cool thing yes, is how absolutely. they how they mounted it with like all the different parts. Like they have like uh, like mats for yeah. everyone, and like it's like all like it felt like a little bit robotic, but like in a cool way. Like they have them like lined up in like yeah. vertical rows. And every one of them is like, Do you know what it reminded like me this, of? Like, you know, like looking like the, uh, in the distance. That was it, so cool. It reminded me of that scene in uh, Ready Player all, One. Where yeah, 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 exactly. That's yeah, what yeah, it reminded yeah, me. Exactly I think they that. did that on purpose. I think they did it on purpose. Yeah, it, it, it looks very, very cool. And then they've got like an overview of the map and then they've got commentators involved and it switches to different cameras to see different perspectives. Gets really involved in the action as well. So if you like Onward and uh, you want to check it out, it's is pretty much going on like now so maybe wait until after the show <laughs> but, uh, you can check it out uh on facebook if you just type in uh vr league in facebook you'll find the live stream there and you can check it out yourself the thing i think that's really interesting about vr esports is that stamina really comes yeah, into yeah. it you Massively, know like if yeah. you're standing for three or four hours competing like yeah. not only are you needing to be accurate and actually be good at whatever game you're playing you need there's a few things that come into it like stamina and the second thing which a lot of people forget about battery life have an extra batteries in your pocket if you're competing in a competitive multiplayer vr match hmm. that's that's bit me a few times yeah yeah but i'm sure that they, i think they were all using like wired uh, riffs, think, so the only thing batteries yeah. they're going to worry about the is, like is because controllers. i talked with viper about that as well because i was surprised that they were going to use rifts but i think it's because it's like hosted by oculus they also provide all of the yeah, uh, all of the materials for it so they actually and yeah, it is. I think a lot of the players were not really pleased about that because they would like to bring their own kit, of course, because they're so comfortable playing with their of own. Course. I think it was all like, you yeah. know, predetermined, like everyone plays with this kind of setup. And yeah. 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 I did see a lot of um, stocks, though. A lot of the players were using yeah, like 3D tubes. printed stocks uh, or pro tubes. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of interesting mm -hmm. that even the pros do actually use that kind of kit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, very, very I agree cool with Rowdy. Like, it would be fun later down the road where everyone can just bring their own headset. They can play with whatever they want. But yeah. as you may know, Oculus is now trying to start off with with uh, ESL, you know, to kind of bring that to the market. So hopefully <laughs> yeah. later on, it, we will just not have like a branded. Yeah, it, it, it would yeah. be cool but to see now like, it's good, some kind of like, you know, like Formula One scene where you see like, like a complete team that like make sure your entire yeah. kid is like an order. Exactly. Like, oh, That's I need it. that yeah. stock now. And it'd be like, like, oh yeah, here's your new stock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, I, I but mean, then... That's but not... then they'd be like, oh, this headset's running at like 120 frames yeah, per yeah. second. They've got like an unfair advantage. They can yeah, see it. I, I might think, I think like that's not, you know, like Formula One as well. Like, you know, all, all of them have like their specific setup or like their specific tires. But yeah. I don't think it's like the yeah. difference in like, you know, in refresh rate that will that will do it then because they'll probably yeah. be, all be having like the best kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. True. yeah you course. guys gave me this great idea now. There's an event here in the UK, which has been going for like 20 years, uh, which is a BYOC, a bring your own computer event. Yeah. And it's yeah. called Insomnia. And you go there and you link up and it's like QuakeCon. So you have just, it's just a giant LAN. And we should so have, I don't know who, who's out there can support this, but we should so have 
a BYOVR, <laughs> you know, land party yeah. somewhere in the world. And I'd Let's, like to go. Maybe maybe we're the ones that need to make something yeah, like this happen. Awesome. So do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next bit of uh, quick news this week is Henry is now available on the Oculus Go. Again, we mentioned it on a previous episode, but you can download it for free uh, from this week. Mm. And uh, yeah, it uses this new sort of video technology. It's 5K times 5K at 60 frames per second. It's a new technology that was invented and sort of made by John Carmack at Oculus, uh, very well respected dev at Oculus team. And um, yeah, it's a really, really cool uh, way of showing this like high frame rate, high fidelity video yeah. on a mobile headset. And I have to say, like I checked it out this week and um, it was very difficult to tell that it was actually a 360 video because that's essentially what it is. Uh, whereas on the Rift, it's like, you know, rendered in real time and you can sort of interact with it a little bit, like by moving your heads forward and backwards. But uh, yeah, on the go, it looked uh, fantastic. And um, I have to say, like I was at a family barbecue earlier on today and uh, I showed a lot of people, uh, Henry on the go, showing them their first ever demo of VR. And they were just like blown away by it because not only is it 360, but you also get this real sense of depth with yeah. that kind of video because yeah. of this new technology. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird very... one, Mike. I, I tried it as well. And actually the way mm. I would I would describe it is because it, there's a weird quality to the video and that, you know, when you've been VRing for so long, you expect that stereo depth, you expect to be able to see that. But I would agree with you in that I had to kind of like, it was like a spit take. Like I, it was like a half, it's like a halfway step toward between 360 video which is kind of rubbish yep. and full vr which is kind of awesome yeah it's kind of in the middle mm. i yep. put it there it's like the best 360 video you'll ever see if you if you played henry or experienced henry you you can just see how they build his house like there's depth everywhere you can really yeah. look into the corners and and everything has been made so nicely so you can even if you have a 5k 360 but you're not playing with let's say filmmaking the right way, then you're still not going to reach. So with this one, it's a great example of. The, Mike, yeah. did you not say so that was 5K by 5K? Yeah, so uh, it says 5K times 5K at 60 frames per second. Damn. But it's the way that it's the way that they compress this video uh, into a way that it can be downloadable by like I think it's like a couple of gig max. Uh, it's 1.3 on gig. He actually right. he actually ended up creating three versions of it. He answered somebody on Twitter. So the full the full res video is a 31 gig download, yeah. which is not available. Uh, then he did a it's like a variable or a dynamic uh, encoding uh, yeah, yeah, of the yeah. video to get it down to 1.3 so people you know go yeah. owners could we, we've got a question yeah, but, he, but got was a question like, for Paradise DK yeah, sure, he said Mike uh, was the Henry experience smooth yeah, really smooth. Yeah, like flawless. Uh, and it was it was so impressive. Like he said, it, like, it, it stays at a stable 60 frames per second, um, which is great. And uh, Carmack was saying that this is kind of going to be setting the standard for 360 video in the future. And he's going to be releasing these tools and, uh, and secrets about how he did this to sort of dev teams so they can start implementing yeah, this in their uh, own videos It seems that people well. in the chat are very um, excited about it as well because uh, we've got Flug Rochi saying that the new encode of Henry is the only 360 video that even think of using to demo VR, it's that good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be my go-to app to demo the Go now uh, from here on out. Um, it's so unoffensive, isn't it? You know, a little yeah. spiky hedgehog guy who pops some balloons. Sorry, Perfect. spoiler. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he... It's... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only thing I did find disappointing, though, is they've actually streamlined the, the content. So they've actually cut out the first what? segment of, of the experience. So I, yes. don't if you, I don't know if you recall. What, the introduction, but, you mean? Yeah, the introduction that said, but like, oh. What you need the, to understand. Yeah, like, the, because Elijah uh, Wood narrates the beginning and it, says, 
oh, uh, Henry likes to hug his friends, but they don't like him because he's prickly and they get spikes in him. So that's why they tend to leave him. Yeah. And that's, obviously it starts off with his birthday party. Um, but yeah, you don't get that, that beginning narration. You just get the end narration by Elijah Wood that sort of wraps up why the story. Why did they do that? <laughs> we don't know. And maybe it was to cut down the size of the video yeah, uh, I... file, maybe. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very, very nice. Uh, it's the... The, the best way right now, in my opinion, to d- to demonstrate the go to uh, to new people to to VR. So you can check wow. that out for free today. Um, next up in quick news, we've got the uh, Vive wireless adapter is coming soon, apparently. So HTC were showing off the collaboration with DisplayLink at E3 this week, uh, and they were showing off the the new wireless adapter, and they were showing it off with a demo of Sirius Sam with some like really huge Gatling guns. Of course. And I don't know if that's the one that you tried out previously, Zim, with the Gatling gun. Was that Sirius Sam as well, or was that Sirius Sam? So the 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 actual working. I'm not sure Gatling gun is the minigun. Minigun, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean, yeah. yeah. I was like, Gatling gun is kind of old school. It's Wild yeah. West. You know, I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to do that in some kind of like Battlefield or something, do like yeah. a Battlefield VR Gatling gun. But yeah, I did. I did. It was a fully turning, rotating, heavy. Yeah. Um, it was Serious Sam VR when they when they had, uh, I think it was the Lost Hope. Yeah, I think they were demo- de- demoing the same game. So they were yeah. they were showing off this new wireless adapter with the the, the sort of minigun and Sirius Sam. And uh, it's going to work mm. with the HTC Vive and the Vive Pro. Wow. Uh, it works very similar to the TP-Cast in that you've got this kind of wireless module on the top of your head. Uh, the TP-Cast actually has a second one that's on your hip with the battery, but... Uh, the, the, this solution looks like it's all in one sort of module on your head and then you've got one single cable that goes down your back to a battery pack that's probably yeah. the, the on cool, a belt the cool thing about Sirius Sam is that they didn't go for mixed reality this time they had like a curved screen and there was a player standing in front of that so you could yeah. see him playing towards the curved screen and and yeah. it was like a, a, a set camera a first person camera and you could see what he was playing so they didn't go for mixed reality but something else and yeah. looked nice yeah, it did. It looked very impressive. Like you say, very visually uh, entertaining for the, the audience that are just standing there watching yeah. it. Mm. Um, but we don't have any sort of pricing over the, what this is going to cost right now. But I sort of estimate that it's probably going to be around the sort of $300 price range. Uh, very similar to that of like the TPCast because the TPCast is running in that yep. sort of price. And that's the only other wireless solution available and, right now. And how much for the minigun? <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want one of those, right? It looks so cool. I, uh, I, yeah, trust me. You want one. Yeah, I don't think they're <laughs> that for sale, unfortunately. I think we need to uh, sort of jerry-rig one up ourselves. But um, I have to say, like, being one of the people that sort of uh, is now using wireless VR as my sort of daily driver, uh, I didn't think it was never going to be a big deal. Like, I wasn't that fussed about it. When I got the TPCast originally, I was very sort of a, a naysayer about the technology. I thought, like, it's just a wire after all. It doesn't make a big difference. But I have to say, like, I, I would struggle to go back now. No, that think. makes sense. Um, it's, really it's like going from, like, a phone wireless. with, like, a big screen to a phone with, like, a smaller screen. You know, you get so used to yeah. something that you you... You're used to it, you know. You- yeah, you, yeah, exactly. And even even though you have these kind of like uh, compromises you have to make, you know, the field of view is very slightly, very slightly reduced, and then sometimes you get latency issues very, very occasionally. Uh, but I, I can I can happily deal with that for the wireless solution, and especially like uh, when I was playing Budget Cuts, which also in quick news is available this week. Now it's finally <laughs> released. Thank oh, yes. you. Um, when I was playing budget cuts, I really found because it's like a you know room scale game that I was moving around the environment in my room so much to have the freedom of the the wireless solution. You could really sort of like roll around the floor and duck and dive and crawl on your hands and knees. So it's perfect for that. Yeah. And I, I think uh, you know to go back, would, I would really struggle now. 
Hmm. Um, but yeah, so if you're interested in a wireless solution for your Vive, then yeah, this uh, wireless adapter will ha- apparently be coming sort of near to the sort of end of the summer. But I think it's going to cost around $300, but we don't know for definite the pricing yet. Um, so let's uh, dive into our main topics. But before we get into that, apparently Nathie's got some E3 surprises for us, which I'm yeah. super intrigued about. So uh, I'll hand it over to you, dude. Yeah. You can let us know what you've been there. Uh, yeah, up so, so because I appreciate you guys so much and we're having so much fun at the podcast as well, I decided to like get a gift for everyone. So wow. let me just start with Rowdy. So <laughs> can I have a drum roll, please? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. I feel like we're on an episode of Oprah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's all free. Oh, no. <laughs> Rowdy. Oh, yeah. Here's your new... That's actually uh, pretty cool. Some E3 cap. Yeah. That's you know, so cool. That's pretty actually. cool. Wear it with pride. Cause, so, cause, uh, enjoy, man. I will I send only, it to I only, you. I only got this that one. Li- that's like the only... Had I had another one, but uh, that one like yeah. it got thrown in the wash and it lost like a lot of its color, so... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that hat looks nice. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And then, Mike, you will be getting a cool t-shirt oh sick sick yeah now i can actually say that i was there <laughs> yeah just yeah you can, just, uh, you can lie to everyone <laughs> that you have been there you know and uh yeah and then last but not least zim oh yeah you will you will get a e3 zim <laughs> I know. I was like, hey. he has a boring clock, so let's just get something nice, and you can you can have all kinds of times. Red gamer time, you know, and it's all yeah, there. Sick. It's all there, yeah, powering awesome. up. So uh, nice. yeah, that's it. Very nice gifts. Very nice gifts. Thank you very much, yeah, Nathy. Really, really appreciate it, go. dude. Very nice indeed. Very nice. So uh, let's dive into uh, the E3 news this week. And let's start off with our predictions from last week because we had a few ideas of what was going to happen. Most of them turned out to be completely wrong. (laughs) Um, So let's kind of go back and recap about what we sort of said. So last week, one of my main predictions was that Alien Isolation 2 was going to be announced at E3 because we had this kind of leaked picture of Amanda, the main main character from the game. Uh, leaked on Reddit, and there was this kind of news story about it. And their official website, Creative Assembly, had been taken down. So there was a lot of uh, sort of um, thought that they were just going to sort of update it with the new details of Alien Isolation 2. Unfortunately, yep. nothing. No, that didn't happen. So uh, unfortunately, guys, we're going to have to wait a little oh, bit longer no. to get another Shame. Alien Isolation game. Yeah, very, very sad. Well, to keep the to keep the rumors going at E3, there's also a lot going on behind closed doors. So. You don't know. Maybe they showed off some some gameplay to very private, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So does this mean we're going to have to torture an Athey after the show? No, no, no. I, I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. That's what they all say. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I see that look in Rowdy's eye of like I'm getting the screwdriver ready. <laughs> the chainsaw. Um, but yeah, it, but the thing is, if you're interested in Alien Isolation and uh, you haven't checked out the original game, the devs have, of the mod have actually updated it recently, so it's way better than it originally was. So maybe now's a good time to jump into yeah. it if you haven't experienced that one already. That's what the chat has been saying as well. Uh, There's been a massive uh, Mother yeah. VR update, uh, snap turning, and no more screens yeah. in your face. Yeah, yeah, so perfect. Go and check it out. And if you haven't checked out Alien Isolation in VR, make sure you've got a spare pair of underwear nearby. Uh, Wear brown pants. Need it. That's my advice. <laughs> Wear, Wear brown, brown pants. pants. Oh, and, yeah. and play it standing if you're a real uh, daredevil. Yeah, the real MVP, you've got to <laughs> play it standing up. Um, so the other prediction that I had, which again turned out to be false, 
uh, was that Resident Evil 7 would be finally announced for PC. Uh, but it's interesting to see, though, that um, Jason Rubin, uh, during a, a sort of an interview at E3, said that he really sort of monitored the Oculus Reddit and really sort of delved deep into the comments and what the community wanted. So the community was like, OK, if he's going to read this, then we're going to make sure he sees this. And they were all like, where the heck is Resident Evil 7 <laughs> on PC? So he did actually tweet out afterwards that he was aware of it and he was aware that the community wants it. So um, we all sort of backed that comment and I sort of added my own little bit to it. So we're just waiting for Capcom. It sounds like it's almost like, okay, Oculus needs to negotiate with them how much money they need to pay to bring it to PC right now. That's that's how it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really hope it does though. Like ever since it was originally announced for P- PSVR, I was like, okay, it's coming to come to PC eventually. I'll be fine. Like I can, I can live without playing it for now. But like now, this time goes on, and I've actually got a PSVR. I'm like, oh, but the, like, it, it, the, the, we like, I, I, I still think it's just an exclusive and not a timed exclusive. But right, I don't know. You don't think it'll ever I come did, to PC? I did, I did play other Resident Evils on PC, so there is a possibility it's going to yeah. happen. But yeah. I don't know. Like nowadays, yeah. they like to play it very hard. Where let's say God of War, you will never see that coming to PC. I guess. So I mean, there are so many yeah. games that you will never yeah. play on PC. True, true. But since true. it's VR, people want it, of course, on PC. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so the next bit of news, which we were actually right about, uh, next change <laughs> was uh, Beat Saber coming to PSVR. Yes. It was pretty obvious that it was going to happen, but uh, I'm really pleased that they did officially announce it, and they showed it off a lot at E3 as well on PSVR. And uh, they also showed off the new trailer, which has a um, a brand new track actually that they sort of teased in the trailer as well. And uh, the devs um, announced that they that's going to be a little teaser to new tracks that are coming to the PCVR version as well. So I'd imagine when the PSVR version drops, there'll be new tracks for PC as well. But I don't think really the PC community cares that much because they're too busy modding the game and adding their own custom <laughs> yeah, tracks anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is, yeah. like, that is so great. Like, as I've mentioned before, if you haven't checked out Beat Saver, go and check it out and try out some custom tracks, especially Gangnam Style. It's I saw you hilarious. play that one, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, really wondering what that ecosystem yeah. is going to be like because it's one of the rare places. And I suppose, again, we said Skyrim before and, and Fallout, you know, games that are heavily modded and have a huge mod community in that draw. Mm. Beat Saber is a very new game, uh, yeah. but already, as you said, there's that core component of, I want to play my song. Uh, yeah. Can I just play that song, please? So I, I'm really wondering if this is going to have a positive impact where I'm a gamer, I see on the PS store, you know, here's Beat Saber, hot new thing. I've heard of that. I've seen it on Facebook or whatever. Start playing that, get a little disappointed that I'm locked into these songs and think, oh, now I've got to go over and buy a Rift. So I'm wondering yeah. if the, if actually Beat Saber launching on PlayStation is going to end up selling more Rifts and Vibes than anything else. Possibly, possibly, because that community, man, they're, they're so passionate about that game and they've done some amazing mods. Like, even like, do you know the original Live videos, which was like this uh, mixed reality view? They've replicated that without the need of a green screen and they just use a custom avatar now. Yeah. So you can be Deadpool and actually play in that I view. Saw, I saw some guy it, it looks playing incredible. It with like, like uh, you know, the source from Halo, like the. Um... Like the, I don't, wow. I forgot yeah. how they call like those light oh, blade yeah. kind of things. Like, uh, they was like playing it with that. Yeah. Man. It looks so freaking cool. Yeah. This is it's just so <laughs> awesome. So awesome. Um, so the other thing I sort of wanted out of E3 this year was something from Microsoft. Useful. And uh, me and me and Rowdy, like, we, we watched the, yeah. the, the show together. We were sort of like chat, chatting on Discord at the same time. Yeah. We we're having quite a lot of fun actually just discussing all the, the announcements. But we were just like, 
Yeah. There was just nothing VR. There was one little snippet, and, and Rowdy, yeah. I'll let you sort of it, mention it. Was, it's it. quite it hilarious because I think Cyberpunk. it lasted for like 1.5 seconds or something in total, uh, which was basically <laughs> yeah. just like, a, yeah. I think it was Cyberpunk, the game, right? It was Cyberpunk. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Which re- looks really awesome, by the way, but there was like a very short snippet in that trailer Badass. that they were showing. It was like a kid playing with VR. I'll, I'll look up the, the tweet that I posted yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll drop it in later. Uh, but it, yeah, it was just a yeah. little bit ridiculous that, you know, you, there's like was not even like a mention of virtual reality or we, we're, we're working on something or like I would have expected at least something nope. out of that. Uh, yeah, like, like a, a tease, tease or something. I mean, maybe yeah. that was the tease, like uh, the, the cyberpunk trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, like, it, go, I go like, like I, I think they, they, um, they are just waiting for their new yeah. console. Um, and I don't think they have to be in VR right now or have to mention it even. It's still like very early, but they need mm. to do it right before the tipping point when VR becomes mainstream. So mm. like we're getting closer to that, but I, I don't think they really had to do that at all. Yeah. But it does but, seem like um, the PlayStation really dominated the show this year at E3. You know, yeah. they had a, they had a great show in terms of yeah. like exclusive titles, new titles that they showed off, and it's just such a shame because you know PSVR is really thriving now as as a community. They're getting all these great games, uh, and, and PC VR is still doing really great in its own right as well. But it would just be nice to see some more competition. Like in PC VR, we've got competition with like the Rift, the Vive. You got Windows oh, yeah. Mixed Reality as well, and we just don't seem to have that competition in the console no. space. Like no. it's just playstation dominates and as much as i think that's great and i love what playstation doing because a bit like oculus they're funding a lot of games as well it would just be nice to see another big player come into vr and sort of yeah. throw their own hat into the ring yeah i think yeah. so too like like competition in in exclusives and stuff like that is going yeah. to be uh, interesting but yeah competition i, know, like, I think they are still the waiting I, I think they're working on something that's for sure but it's just that they yeah. are waiting for the right moment to launch because we all know that playstation vr like it's a nice headset but it's also limited in a way. So if they can mm. like step into VR with their new hardware and then do it, I think there are more possibilities of what you can do then. And maybe they were like, oh yeah. shit, we're already too late because I mean, PlayStation started off so early with Project Morpheus mm. and stuff like that. Well, Microsoft mm. was kind of late. So I think they, they need to catch up and they, they need all the time. They, they Because if you just launch something half-baked, it's 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 gonna yeah. like, kind of ruin the experience. So they need to be sure. I, I have to be honest, though. Go. I was a little yeah, bit I like I, if I because I watched pretty much all of the conferences. The um, I was a little bit disappointed, even from like Sony, like the amount of VR that came from that or that was shown during the conference. Of course, I don't know what what stuff they all showed on mm. the show floor, but like just in general, like you know, yeah. from Microsoft, uh, from from Sony from Bethesda, you know, the, the amount of VR that I saw that was really being show, shown during the show, I found a little bit disappointing, yeah. But the, but this is the thing, like, there was so much VR yeah. that was actually announced, and and this is the thing, like, like post-show, there was a lot of negativity in, like, the mainstream media, and even, like, VR sort of specific websites were, like, hating on the fact that the show wasn't a great one for VR, but I think I have to disagree because, like, there was a lot of VR that actually came out of it. Like I put a trailer compilation together Sorry. after the show just to sort of show everything that came out. There was actually tons of stuff there, mainly PlayStation admittedly, but um, there was a lot of VR there. And mm. I think as well, like we, we've got to realize that this is like the first generation of consumer VR headsets we're dealing with here right now. Like we're like in the, the NES days in terms of like Nintendo, for example, like mm. we're just on the starting block still. And yet we still have these amazing experiences and yeah. really polished games and big studios backing it. It's only going to be a matter of time before it gets bigger. Yeah. And I think as well, like uh, 
possibly like my theory behind the lack of PC VR announcements is that we know that Santa Cruz is in the hands of developers right now. So I would imagine behind the scenes, everyone that's worth their salt is probably working on like a Santa yeah. Cruz game for when that finally launches. So Oculus can come out of the gates and say, well, here's yeah. 50 Santa Cruz exclusive yeah, I, I titles mean, that, coming that's out. That's the thing. Like, like if you make a VR game, it's it's a sensitive thing. You can't just talk about it out of nowhere and say like, I'm working mm. on something. No, you want to sometimes mm. keep it like a complete secret. And then yeah. when you're really ready to do it, then you show it, you know? So there is a lot of VR, but we don't see it. And I can tell you outside of like E3, there were so many places where VR developers had their own like apartment where they were showing off some VR. So maybe not as an announcement, but there was so much well, VR that, that, that's everywhere. The thing that I mean. Kind of like but I on think the ground in, in general, way. the entire stuff that was being announced at E3 was a little bit... I don't know, maybe I expected just more. Though I mean, there were like a few titles that I was like, okay, this looks mm. really awesome. But for the rest, I was like, I had the feeling yeah. it was a little bit of like a like a moderate version of E3 this year. There wasn't really anything. Yeah, E3 yeah. also tends to be, I mean, I've always associated E3 with uh, long time frames. And I think that's what we got. We got mm. quite a bit of yeah. stuff that's 2019. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that isn't, exactly. It's not landing this year. You're not going to get to play it for Christmas. You're not playing it in August. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to, you're going to have to wait yeah. for it. Yeah. But there's enough there that I suppose I was, I'm kind of in the middle of it. So I can see why people were disappointed. Uh, but also E3 kind of yeah, t- sometimes tends true. to be that way <laughs> because mm. it does tend to be stuff that it, it's a wish list almost. Yeah. It's like, this is the stuff you're going to get in some time, but it's a little picture of the future. So yeah. I was quite, I, I welcomed it. And I think they, the, the thing I liked the most about this E3 is from what you could see on the webcast, they didn't feck about. It wasn't a dude flapping his gums on stage for like two hours. Yeah. It was trailer, 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 like bit in the middle trailer. Like they really did a good job that way. Yeah. So I've got to take my hat yeah. off for E3 plus, and the coordinators. Plus if you look at the lineup they showed of, of, of uh, PC VR games and PlayStation ones, like we haven't seen anything where we're like, uh, that's kind of weird. Why are they making this now? Like everything made sense as well. And I think mm-hmm. all the games that are coming out are a good push for the VR industry. And yes, there were not that many uh, that they were showing off publicly, at least. But still, they are going to give, be a good push for VR. I mean, uh, Wolfenstein and Prey and, and also like Beat Saber for PlayStation and Vacation Simulator, etc. They are all very, very uh, like like big uh, pushes for VR. So I think yeah, that will make... So if you look at it from that side, it's very positive because people are yeah. going to buy more headsets. I, I saw so many tweets after the Sony press conference of people saying like, I need to buy a headset because this is the game I wanted to play in VR. You know, yeah. so it's it, yeah. it's giving good signals. So that's well, a question and, and particularly to Nathie since he was there, but I, I was keeping my eyes and ears open for, but I didn't see anything about it. Is the new Serious Sam game going to support VR? I don't know. Didn't like I, I, didn't I don't really... think that's been confirmed, right? I think it will. I think it will the because the they, they, they kind that. of tried to catch up with Serious Sam with all the other VR modes they added. So I'm almost sure they're going to do it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But I don't know how popular Serious Sam was in general with all the VR support they added. So if, if that had like a, a, a good effect on them then they will do it with the rest as well. But I think so. That's the thing. I think, I think their so. tweet, they tweeted out, Crow Team tweeted out about this, and I think they said something along the lines like they were going to cool their heels on VR yeah. for a bit. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, they did From that. what I can remember. It could be. I'll have to dig up the tweets, but... Yeah. 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 You, you know what I'm talking about, Rowdy? Yeah. 
But you need to so know, like HTC. Really HTC I'm a big I, I think fan. HTC is working together with them, so it could be that HTC is kind of like funding them a bit to make it happen for for this new Sirius so. M one. So mm. that that could be an option. Um, yeah. But let's say like what they were showing at E three. Like I made a little list here of things. So PlayStation VR was killing it on the show. Okay, they were pretty much carrying the show. If they weren't there, then it would have been a very sad <laughs> E three. Okay. Seriously. Um, so they were showing off Vacation Simulator. They were showing off Ghost Giant, Firewall, uh, Astrobot, uh, Megalith, uh, Evasion, Blood and Truth, and Beat Saber. And of course, that's like a small list, but you need to know they had like several boots for one game. And it was like a long, like a, a long, long booth full of like games that you could play, um, even like a second floor as well. Um, and there were like long lines for that. People uh, were loving it. So I think from, from that perspective, it was a very good show. Um, and then Facebook Gaming was showing off three VR games, uh, Defector, Moss, and Echo Combat. They, ju- ju- they just had three boots, okay? Just three small little areas where you could play. And I have the feeling they were more f- uh, focusing on the Facebook Gaming side than really VR. Um, mm. And it was Facebook gaming, not really an Oculus booth. I think right. if you go to Gamescom, you will see like an actual like Oculus uh, booth with a lot of VR. Like E3 is a press paradise. It's not really for consumers. There were consumers, but usually it's there to write about yeah. a new game that is coming out or make a mm. video about that. So it's not really playing. It's more like, hey, this is what we are working on. I'm sure they also had something going on behind closed doors for Stormland. Haven't seen anything, but I'm sure there is... There was something going on because we saw Jason Rubin talking about Stormland on a big stage. They were showing yeah. off some fresh gameplay too. Yeah. Um, so there is stuff going on because the demos are there. Um, the CEO of Insomniac Games was also on the on the floor somewhere. So yeah, there is something going on on, on, on that part. And then HTC, um, they didn't have a booth, but they partnered up with Bethesda to show off uh, Wolfenstein, uh, uh, Cyberpilot, and... Uh, uh, Prey. Now I still don't know if Prey Moonshot or Prey uh, Hunter something. I, I I'm still not sure what the title is of this uh, uh, escape game because it was an escape game actually. Um, yeah. Very interesting. And then uh, last yeah. but not least, what I played is I didn't play that much. I I mainly uh, connected with lots of developers trying to meet as many people as I could. Um, but I did play a few titles. So I played Vacation Simulator. You guys may know I'm kind of like fanboying on Vacation Simulator. So I was like, I was standing at the booth and I was waving at them and then they kind of sneaked me in and I could play a little bit. So, okay, guys, this, this, is, this is nice. So we had Job Simulator and I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe this should be the last kind of like Job Simulator game. You know, maybe they should come up with something new because I would love to see Alchemy Labs also stepping it up with something else. So I was like, okay, or this is exactly the same as we have seen before, kind of like Job Simulator meets Rick and Marty and then with some new features. But this was indeed an open world Job Simulator game on an island with different uh, missions where people need your help for silly things. You had an inventory. You actually had a backpack in Job Simulator uh, where you could like put money in and, and, and random things that were on the ground. Like, it was such a vibrant game with so much going on. Like, there were things on the floor. I could grab things in the air. And so uh, their demo was like a E3, uh, like, on-rails demo, basically. So it ended after 10 minutes. 
And they had uh, a little part of the island. They had a shop where you could buy things. You could wear like a donut hat or like glasses and you could buy all kinds of things. Also put them in your inventory. Um, they had like a, a lollipop machine where you could buy like lollipops and also ice cream and things like that. Um, but the main idea was you had like different spots with different job pots. And one was like, hey, I, I lost my uh, soccer ball. You need to find it. You had to give it to them. And then they made some random jokes. You had someone that wanted to catch butterflies with you. So you had to jump all the time to kind of like get them. Um, so there were like like different little missions you could do. But the funny thing was like there was a DJ on a uh, like some kind of a Baywatch kind of like tower. And he was like, uh, uh, um, like making music. And then after like 10 minutes, everyone started dancing in this like uh, vacation simulator game. And then it just ended. So I was like, okay. yeah, very nice. Plus the CEO uh, or one of the CEOs was there. I think his name is Devin Reimer. Um, and he was just looking at how everyone was playing. And, and that's the cool thing. Like developers enjoy it so much when you come and play their game because they're like, yeah, yeah, he gets it. Like, oh, he did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, they're always like uh, uh, kind of like standing behind you looking at how you play the game. Yeah. So, yeah, Vacation Simulator, open world vacation game. So yeah. uh, it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But again, as I said, after this one, I'm very curious what is going to be the next take with mm. with like uh, Vacation Simulator or like in the universe of maybe... Because I think, again, like Quill is a famous character, but Jabbots are also like they, they fit in of the course. list, right? Of course. I mean, and it's do. interesting, like you say, that it's, it's an open world in this game. Yeah. Right? And that's what excites me but about it. But also an inventory, like yeah. Job Simulator with an inventory. Yeah, that's cool. What? That's cool. It's, it seems like they're pushing it to the next level, which is nice. But but like, uh, let's talk about Prey then, because that's another interesting title yes. that you got to check out. And um, you, you mentioned uh, the, the the Moon um, Star, I think it's Moon Star DLC. Moonshot. Moonshot. Moonshot DLC, and that's right. Like, if you buy the game now uh, on Steam, uh, you can buy it with the Moonshot DLC, and that will come with Transstar and Typhon Hunter, which are the two VR modes. So, you, did you get to try out both the VR modes? No, no. Um, only I only played an escape uh, uh, game or experience, yeah. and I'm not sure if that was Moonshot or the other one. I'm yeah. still confused. So, uh, so Moonshot is the DLC pack. That's yeah. the name of the pack. In that pack is Transstar, oh. which is the single player experience you tried and then typhon hunter is the multiplayer one so you oh. can tell us a bit more about the, the ah, single player okay, one now i get the, it mike is explaining me the actual like <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah i uh, i played uh, uh the, the the prey uh, uh escape experience and um i can tell you that first of all uh, when i stepped into their booth because bethesda is always doing it in a very cool way they have a 360 setup they have like a uh, uh, glass like you're like in a glass display you're kind of like a like they want to show other people outside of the booth what they are playing. You're like um, in a fishbowl. Yeah, and it was all open. They didn't have screens on the walls where you could, people could see what I was playing exactly because they want people to get curious why I'm doing weird things in VR. Um, but the first thing I noticed before I stepped in is they used the new base stations. They uh, used the Vive Pro with the Intel wire uh, wireless, uh, you know, the Ygig. And mm. I had the, the new controllers and the base stations were also the, the newer ones. So uh, nice. because Bethesda worked together with HTC once again to show off their uh, demos. Um, but like graphically, uh, Prey was very nice. They they pretty much used the office of the, 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 the Pancake Prey game and they built like an escape game in there. Um, and uh, I was 
I was allowed to play it as long as I wanted because there was a time limit on the escape game. If you didn't make it in time, then you were game over because they don't want people to spend hours in VR there because they can't finish the escape game, you know? So I was allowed to play it twice. So I did like a quick speed run in the second round. But um, they use teleportation. The de- developer told me that they are going for a smooth locomotion as well. It's coming out soon. So expect this in maybe a month. Um, yep. And uh, what you had to do was you had to like solve different parts of the office and kind of like uh, set things in motion. But it was pretty much prey as you play it on PC and then in VR. And the mimics were there, the spiders, you know, and uh, yeah. it was very creepy. Like they were everywhere. You had to like wear a certain headset to kind of see them. Um, and uh, it was very creepy, but it felt like an experience. I- I'm not sure if this is going to have like a- another like story to it but i think it was just a experience yeah yeah ex- exactly because like like i say there's, there's this trans star one which is this escape room and yeah. then there's typhon hunter which is the multiplayer vr version and yeah. like you say in, in the multiplayer version you sort of can play as mimics as yeah. well so you can transform yourself into like a, a mug and then just yeah, jump yeah, out and transform so cool. and like scare <laughs> the crap out of someone and give them That's reoccurring so cool. nightmares for the rest yeah. of their life um but yeah, if you buy uh, Prey, you can buy it with the Moon uh, Crash DLC, and there's a bundle on Steam right now. It's available for $39.99 in US dollars or $29.99 in British pounds. So mm-hmm. you get the Pancake game, and then when the the, the DLC launches with these uh, VR title editions, uh, you can play those as well. Yeah. So is there, at the moment, just to be clear, there's no VR support for not, Prey. Not right now. Release. No, the the like Moon Crash DLC kind of. is is out, but I think these uh, VR editions are coming soon. Because yeah. when I saw that when I when I saw this latch on to prey, I was like, "Hang on a second here, did I miss a memo?" Because yeah. this looks good. Yeah, and it yeah. looks like it's just going to be available through Steam. Like I don't think yeah. it's going to be available in the Oculus yeah. Store. I yeah. did. I did feel like the. I mean, the game, this experience was good, but the thing I missed was they had like nice hands, but no, no body, for example. Um, And you could grab things, but not in that satisfying way you have seen with other games where, you know, you grab something and and your character's holding it. Like it was just my hand going through objects and it was kind of like in my hand, but uh, I don't know. It worked. It was was a solid experience. So so, the amount of headgear that Nathy had on his head in that experience is (laughs) something else, I have to say. Uh, Wait, you said the new controllers. I assume you meant Knuckles. So there's a new revision of the Vive wands. Yeah. Different color. Yeah. That's that's exact same trackpad or any difference? No, no, it's the same. I think it's the same at least. Otherwise, I would have noticed it. But uh, this was my first time playing wireless, by the way. Never done that before. I, I, I was like, you know, when you like some people lose an arm and then they still feel it. I had the same thing with my cable. I was like, where's my <laughs> like, where's my cable? You know, yeah. and my brother as well. Like he was recording me. It's so, like I and usually I have to watch out for the cables, but yeah. there was no cable uh, and it worked really well. There was a little bit of a delay, but you need to know, like they run these demos all day and everything heats up. And yeah. I mean, you know, with batteries as well, if everything is wireless yeah. and it. Yeah. But but it was nice. It was so weird to just walk around everywhere. I, I still it's felt so like nice. I had to be kind of like careful because usually I have that cable. Um, yeah. And and the, the the weight of that that Intel Y gig wasn't bad at all. I I I've totally forgot about it when I was in VR. And did you have like a battery pack on a belt? Yes, yes. And it was yes. very small. It was like like this size, and I could just right. clip it on. Not very heavy. Um, and I think you can like what we heard is like three hours, right? Um, right. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. it's nice. So, so, so tell us about the game that I'm really interested in hearing about, and that is uh, Trover Saves the Universe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, which is yeah, like PSVR yeah, exclusive title, right? Yeah. Okay, so before we proceed, like I also played Wolfenstein Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, of next course, to, of course. Uh, I'm getting too hyped. Uh, yeah, you're getting too hyped, Mike. Yeah. I, I, I totally feel you because I'm also very hyped to talk about that one. <laughs> um, but um, uh, the Wolfenstein one, I expect it to be like uh, a BGA, you know, and, and you know, shoot those guns and like, you know, really badass. In the end, it was... I was surprised because when the dev told me, like he said, like we made a game where you are a hacker and you can hack into all the enemies from Wolfenstein. I was like, okay, okay. So in the end, it's pretty much like, okay, you can be every enemy from the Wolfenstein universe, but you're kind of like uh, hacking into their systems. And then you're sitting in like a little capsule on their back or maybe in front of their yeah. head, something like that. So you're yeah. kind of like in your own little uh, uh, hacking room but not really yeah. inside the beast. It's more like a, a safe experience. Uh, it felt very arcadey. I, I I did like the fact that I was in the world of Wolfenstein because like Bethesda gra- graphical wise, like visual wise, so nice. It's always so nice. Um, but I don't know. I didn't really feel that one. For me, Wolfenstein is about me being BJ, getting into a Nazi headquarter and, and shooting my way out. Yeah. And it seems like for me, like it seemed like the flamethrower wasn't that exciting as a no, you get all so you like in this demo you were playing uh, as the panzerhund you know the yeah. mechanical dog and uh, you could use the flamethrower and you could also uh do like a dashing attack you could like flip cars and but it felt like like everything was like kind of like pre-made where it's not like you could really play around with the physics or anything like that you could use yeah. the flamethrower and the bashing but they like the the thing is um this demo was maybe not that impressive but again, for the VR industry, as if this is an experience for free, then it will promote VR once again. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe not that good, but still it's nice to to have. Plus there will be more enemies later on. And yeah. it could be that this is just a demo that they are still working on this. And this is like something yeah. early. You don't know. It's like just, you don't know how much time they It's just good to see that introducing so many different series uh, to virtual reality. Just seeing, you know, what works, what doesn't work. They did it with yeah. Skyrim. They did it with Fallout. They're now bringing Prey. Yeah. They're now doing Wolfenstein. Yeah. It's just like dipping your toes everywhere yeah. and seeing like, oh, this yeah. this works, this works. Yeah. True. And Bethesda is showing the other companies too. Like, okay, we want to bring all yeah. of our titles in VR. Maybe you guys should do that too, you know? So yeah. I, I'm so happy that maybe it wasn't the Wolfenstein I, I expected, but it's still very nice that it's there and that we can now say, okay, mm. there was a Wolfenstein VR game yeah. very early on, you know? Yeah. And I think as well, like if they showed off other uh, enemies that have more interesting weapons, then it could be a, a more fun game, I think. It's just that the Panzerhund, I think, just with the um, the, the flamethrower was a bit... Eh. Yeah. yeah, it was like a little arcadey, and you couldn't die yeah. in a demo, and it wasn't very. I mean, it's but, a different take on Wolfenstein. Like, how many times yeah. did Bethesda really make something else outside, like me playing as a first-person character shooting all the Nazis? This was something mm-hmm. else. So you're so used in your head to like the idea of being. I mean, being a hacker and and hacking yeah. enemies from. We Wolfenstein. got a question from uh, awesome. the chat as well. Yeah. The, the Matt Hatter, so, so... the Matt Hatter asked you how many times did you wash your hair after playing all of these VR games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so i um i mean the thing is like your your hair gets so like fat after all the demos it's the same when i'm playing here at home like i'm washing my hair so many times and that's why mike doesn't have hair people yeah uh, so i'm, I'm <laughs> reading into that question isn't that a question about hygiene 
on site because sometimes these conventions, if you go to a convention that's open to the public and not focused on press, they can be kind of nasty because mm. you put your face into something where you're like, I mean, I've had PSVRs where it's like, ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't really, like, I honestly, I never had a moment where I had to wear, for example, those like things on my head with yeah. like the little, never had that. And, and with these demos as well, I played, they cleaned the lenses. Maybe they have a, a couple of uh, like face covers, but... I didn't really see anyone really, uh, again, like it's a press thing, uh, yep. but still it, it should be a standard to have that because you don't want to, yeah. you know, get sick of something uh, strange. <laughs> so so let's finally dive into Trover. Like I'm desperate to find <laughs> yeah, okay, out more okay, about okay. this game. And, and like this will probably have to be the final game before we, we sort of wrap up this week's yeah, show. Yeah. Otherwise we'll just talk all day and I would talk all day about this kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. So yeah, tell me all about Trover. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> First of all, the way like I, I I didn't have an appointment with with Squanch to play it because they announced their uh, new game on uh, on on the press conference, right? So when you're at E3, you have your appointments, but you don't really have you, you, like I didn't knew this, so I was like, oh okay, it's coming out, so maybe we should try this. And it's funny, one of the developers uh, tweeted me. He said like, uh, I'm a big fan of your channel and you need to play our game too. So it's like he wanted to meet me, but he also uh, wanted me to show his, his new game, you know? Um, so I, uh, the, like we met and they took me to like the, the, the back lot where they had like Tetris and Ghost Giant and some other uh, uh, games that like they weren't really showing up on the show floor just yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Justin Roiland was there as well. Um, he was uh, uh, just chilling there and then showing off the demos. And I mean, you know, that that's the fun part about Squanch Games. It's a lovely bunch of people, very creative, very passionate, totally different than Hilarious. the rest of the VR industry. They're like, they do their own thing and they don't care. And they just, you know, um, and, and, and that's a good thing. That's why these games are so cool because they, they, they don't really have boundaries. Maybe, uh, you know, like the jokes are always like on point and things like that. So I stepped into VR. Um, funny enough, one of the devs, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but he made a photo with like his middle yeah. finger up in the air yeah. uh, because they, they were just laughing their asses on me being in VR. But like Justin Roiland was doing an interview in front of me. So I was kind of like the background scene for his interview. <laughs> and and I, it was so funny. And I had to kind of like keep my laughter uh, like inside because like, oh shit, maybe I don't want to be that guy. And I'll like ruin his interview. But it was so funny, man. This this demo, uh, like same with Vacation Simulator, they made kind of like an on-rails uh, demo. And and I mean, it was like accounting, you know, uh, where they were just messing around with you all the time. It was a um, first slash third person VR game. So um, you were sitting on a some kind of swivel chair, some kind of like little UFO. And you're like one of those characters. And you had a controller in your hand, the PlayStation controller. And with that, you could like, it was tracked. Was tracked so you could kind of like uh, use it to uh, interact with, but you had to control a character in front of you. Um, but the cool thing is, you was you were kind of like in the scene with them. So when your character that you were controlling was talking to another character, you were sitting next to it, and they were looking at you too. So it's like a first person slash third person interactive experience. It's kind of like um, Lucky Steel and Adventure Time in VR and Along Together and Moss, you know. Um, and it was also random, you know, like I, I still yeah. don't know what I exactly played. It was pretty much about a guy that had to go to a house somewhere on, on, on like the mountains and you kind of had to follow a path. Um, 
and I I think the guy from accounting is in there too. The 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 one in the lock, you know, the one in the tree. Oh, the one that uh, he, uh, has, he, to be. he I, has, has to be. He has to be. But they told me there were so many Easter eggs, and with this E3 demo, they were kind of like treating you as a journalist, like a dumb one, and they were kind of like trolling you around. Like I had to do a puzzle, and it was a very serious puzzle. And then uh, there was one puzzle that was so impossible to finish that they were like, um, "Well, you don't have to do this puzzle," but they just <laughs> let you do it for like five minutes. They're like, "Yeah, but did you know you don't have to do this puzzle?" <laughs> there was like a door I had to open, and you had to solve three puzzles, and the last one was impossible to solve but you could just smack the the door with like a lightsaber because your character was like a purple purple guy with um okay this sounds very strange yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think it's shown okay. in the demo because uh, we yeah. just showed the demo as well and it's yeah, yeah. i think so it's there, shown there is, in there as well you, you are you are a character on yourself and then you control a third person character um and this guy has two eyes okay but his two eyes are two hats okay yeah. so two hats in his eyes and these these eyes can be replaced. So you have different power-ups that you can use. So you can put them into your eyes every time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and every 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 power-up is different. So um, and and those little little hats in like in 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 your eyes also talk. Wow. So uh, your eyes can talk. Eyeception. Eyeception. <laughs> yes. This is the kind so of thing. This was like a, a. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I was going to say this is the kind of thing that Justin Roiland just cooks up. You know, in his yeah, crazy yeah. brain. In the trailer, I see that yellow guy flying around. So you were playing the third person game and this chair you had could also move up and down. So you could go higher into the air to kind of get like a third person a view from above or also go down on the ground. So you could kind of like move your uh, chair around. The thing is, this chair can teleport to places. So it wasn't like a smooth camera behind the character. You, would ju you were just going to different parts of the level and then you could kind of play there and then go to the next one. Huh. Um, but this yellow guy, he was talking to you all the time. Like the dialogue again, you could listen to this for hours. They even said that there is a part that just reads all the lines they had in the game and you can listen to that for like two hours. Wow. Uh, like that, and then it ends. Yeah. Uh, but this, 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 this yellow guy, he was like flying in your screen all the time and you were trying to play the third person games, like talk to you and you're like, you had to kind of like smack them, smack him to get him out of your view. We got we got a question from the chat on this. Uh, as it shows mode included, how do you think it would play on just a pancake version? Did the VR really feel needed? That's a good one. So yes, uh, Trevor is going to be a, a, a flat game too. Um, I I think yes because I mean you know when you played accounting, there are things flying towards you. There are things in your face. People really talk directly to you. You know they look into your eyes. They talk to you. They want to know things from you. So I think yes, yes. But I'm also happy that people that are on a pancake monitor can also play this because people love this stuff. Like I saw the press conference. People were so jelly that you could play this in VR. And they said, like, why can I not play this on my monitor, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, I think so. And I, I'm sure they, they worked on both, like, uh, sides on that. But, I mean, the world in VR of, of, of like, you know, accounting. And it's just like I, I'm trying to – I want to tell you the storyline, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I played. But at the end, and this is this is exactly why we love Squanch Games so much, is um, – so – the demo was done. Um, you were at a spot where you could see the like a part of the world, and he said, "Like this is where you can all go, and this is going to be awesome." And then he started to scream like they do in accounting. He said something like, 
yeah, man, this game is 10 out of 10, man. This is the best game ever, best game ever. And you're a journalist. You're going to say this is the best game ever, right? Oh, yeah, now it's fading to black. That means you need to go to your next appointment, right? And and, and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more, you know, but you can't play that now. You need to play it again, you know. You need to maybe buy the game or get a key and stuff like that. They were kind of like, like playing with the journalist part, you know. Like, you yeah. need to write now and say that it's the best game ever. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny, but the developers were so nice. These these guys are very talented, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good company, and I think it's also very good for the industry as well. And that's what I kind of like. That was for me to E three. Like it felt like a family. We felt like connected, and 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 like everyone is so passionate about what they are doing for mm. for years now, you know. And 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 that's that's the nice part of it. Everyone really wants VR to succeed. Everyone puts so much love and and passion and hard work in all these. Uh, uh demos you know yeah everyone tries to kind of like make e3 better you know but also try to get more games out there and i don't know it felt good felt yeah. very sounds like a good one sounds like a good one so is there any questions from the chat while i sort of wrap this week's show up um it's, uh, we, just pd saying uh, just pd saying that natey turned into pickle rick for a moment yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I was yeah. thinking there, Mike. Um, while I was watching E3 on Twitch, of course. Um, one of the things I noticed every time, like when Stormland hit, right in in in, in chat. One thing I noticed was this thing that we tend to see um, when people are kind of cut out that they, they can't afford VR or you know they're just not in that space. A lot of people are you know put up the faces, the yawning guy. They're like, oh no, I don't want to see this. And yeah. I think we're still there. I mean, you said it earlier yeah. in the show, but. Um, I think we're still in that space where maybe it's still a year or two before we're yeah. actually sitting in. Yeah, yeah well, well, Stormland looked closer. good though. I was yeah, really, but... I was really impressed by that one. Yeah, no, but we're... this is the thing: like the mainstream media and everyone else wants to keep on saying that VR is dead. Well, VR is oh, not dead. VR is alive and kicking, and it's here to stay. I, so. I can tell you. Okay, this, this, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you about E3. I did so many things, um, but um, I went to the Servios party. They had an office party um, and uh, they were like, I don't know how many people, maybe two, three hundred people, um, all people from the industry. They had like a big DJ booth. Someone was playing Electronauts in VR and entertaining the crowd on a big screen. And they had like dancers around it, like for Electronauts. They had circus people, like tall people just walking around and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. People from VR chat were there and like... It's like I was just standing on because I was allowed to stand on the DJ booth and look down at this big crowd. And, and then I realized like VR is not that at all. And we knew this, but this is one of those examples where you can just see it's it's like fucking huge already. Yeah, it's really big. And now you also start to hear people about, OK, we're getting there now. Like yeah. we kind of feel like there is yeah. a finish line to where it becomes mainstream. And, you know? and we're getting more and more quality titles eh? because because yeah. uh, I was still showing yeah. the, the Stormland trailer right now. Uh, yeah. The amount of detail that goes into something like this. I mean, a few years ago when VR came out, we could only dream of something like this yeah. Uh, yeah. being developed for virtual reality, not being yeah. ported from another title, but yeah, being we, we kind of like specifically we, developed. We, we seem to kind of like the the this the shovelware period seems to kind of like fade away slowly because I I did hear developers talk about that. They said like we want to kind of make the best game and everyone agreed with me on that like there was so much shuffleware on steam and there still is and also on oculus home like on every platform there's so much 
weird stuff out there too but soon we will reach a part where you can just trust what you buy you know everything is pretty good like what playstation has you know yeah, where yeah. on playstation you can just trust the consumer to buy their stuff there and there's not really something going on there where you get scammed like yeah. most games are pretty good and that's where we're heading to now yeah. like a certain quality level people know what the standard is going to be they expect vr to work in a certain way and that's what we need so yeah, the, let's say the the, uh, the the new people that bought headsets like one or two years ago finally start to have certain expectations that people need to, you know, that make games to. for. Yeah. yeah, true. Cool. Sounds like you had an awesome week, dude. Awesome week. I'd yeah. love to talk more about E3, but we're going to have to wrap the show up. We're, we've been babbling on for a while now. But I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this one. It's been really interesting to see uh, Nathie's sort of like impressions of E3 from the show floor directly. Mm-hmm. I really want to sort of get involved in that. So we we sort of, you know, go away, we go to an event, we come back, yeah. we give our own take on now it. Was the, I was the only VR YouTuber at the E3. People are like, hey, Nathie, what, what are you doing here? How did you get here? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I came all the way to America, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely want to do more of that in the future, so we oh, can yeah. come back and, and give yeah. you the the inside scoop. Uh, I on, actually uh, asked for on. you guys, like, where where's the rest? I said, like, yeah, well, they're somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So just a reminder for everyone, uh, as we wrap the show up, it's a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the news times of uh, 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live stream, you can catch up with the re-upload on my own channel, Virtual Reality Oasis, or check out the audio version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this episode of the VR and so Uh, We'll see you on next week's episode. So until then, uh, bye-bye for now. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.